Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here today with another episode, and I'm with Joshua Messengill. Joshua is quite, hello, Joshua. Let me, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, how are you? So good to be here, Claudia. Thank you yeah, for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure to have someone who talks about things that you're going to talk about. And he doesn't know what he's going to talk about. But he doesn't know my questions yet. So he's <laughs> there sweating bullets, I imagine. <laughs> um, in truth, what happens is um, I always ask uh, my guests what they would like to talk about and I don't give them what they want to talk about but I give them something <laughs> like that but what's interesting about uh, Joshua is that he comes from a completely he has these two very heavy hats one hat is the management consulting uh, you know sort of I, I want to say corporate America corporate world of work but then oh. he has this background of ministry, ministry school program, um, which is, you know, all about spirituality. And I don't want to go into that because I, I think he's much more, um, he's right, he's the right person to do that. But what's interesting about this is that he describes himself as an introvert. And I, I don't know if any of you have ever interviewed people, but getting uh, information out of an introvert is often like pulling tooth teeth. I hope that's not going to be the case, Joshua. Please don't no, let me do no. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let me start by asking you, what what brought you to start the ministry school? Um, so, I I worked with the ministry school. These are kind of um, less academic than mm -hmm. people are used to. They're more experiential. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, so that was something I did in Atlanta and, uh, just got involved because I wanted to have more experiences. I wanted to be around like-minded people that. Well, when you wouldn't... say more experience, what kind of like-minded, uh, information or about what, what was in their minds? Yeah. Well, it seems like there's different camps of Christianity, like anything else. Oh, okay. And, um, so with this Christian Christian camp, you know, it's all about actually going into the streets and maybe like praying for healing and then not just praying for healing and walking off, but asking like, hey, did anything happen? Did you have a change? And miraculously, it really does invite these Okay, wait a minute, moments. wait a minute. Wait, wait, we're throwing out already Christian <laughs> Christianity without introducing it. So 
Um, if you ha- could define yourself uh, in that sense, how would you define your message or your activity? Um, well, I mean, it requires a little story. I think, oh, good. you know, so many pre perceptions exist on Christians and unfortunately there's so many of them are negative and I, I wholeheartedly can, you know, see that myself, you know, mm-hmm. used to be an atheist and, um, and mostly agnostic, but occasionally just really angry at, you know, in, in, in my perception. How long ago, this, uh, uh, Joshua, was so that? This is, uh, I was 27 years old um, and I am 41 now. So this is, you know, uh, Recent. quite a little while well, yeah. it's fairly recent well, yeah. when you were ag- agnostic. What, when, can we say mm-hmm. that? When you were uh, yeah. a non-believer? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, all those terms are accurate. Um, I think the, the difference was that what what happened to me was uh, some, where I actually, and I use this word a lot, I throw it around, it's encountered, I encountered God. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an open vision, which is a little bit like a dream. Right. Um, and except for you, you know, you're fully awake. Okay. So let's go slow, go slow, go slow. When you, when you describe this, because it's important. Go ahead. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, like a lot of Christian experiences, I was kind of, I was very, uh, um, you know, professional, like living, uh, in some form of success, I was succeeding. I was, working at the uh, managerial company that was like a dream job and uh, working around the clock, lots of hours and mm-hmm. exhausted and also um, uh, just doing some some drugs and those kind of things and, and lots of alcohol. Like that was my my big go to that I just had, was kind of getting out of had been out of control in my life for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little upside down in those things hurt. And um, and, you know, and that came from a lot of mm. uh past experiences. My dad committed suicide Mm, um, when I was 15. My brother later committed suicide um, when I was uh, uh, 21. And those things left me with a reasonably uh, just a messed up kind of internal atmosphere. And and so uh, there was a lot of anger there. And that's why I would say I would use that word. It was, you know, a lot of uh, my any kind of faith uh, yeah. or religious ideas were really drawn from that anger and right. like I was abandoned I was left alone yeah. um, and if there was a God then he didn't care about me kind of stuff like that and yeah go ahead just a moment just a second awesome just a second sorry I interrupted you Joshua I had to um, plug in my computer so we wouldn't die no problem. go ahead sorry to interrupt <laughs> go ahead um, yes. So, um, so, and I kind of had one of those moments that a lot of, um, Christians I think have where I was like the end of my rope and mm. I, and, um, and I, I was just, I was suicidal. I, I struggled from suicidal thoughts and, wow. um, and, uh, and lots of anxiety. And so you're uh, not yet just, 30, right? That? No, I was 27 uh-huh. years okay. old at the time. And, um, so Lots of noise up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just in your could head, not yeah. get it. Yeah, and I just couldn't get it to quiet, and um, and it was painful. Like I was hiding a lot in my life. I mm-hmm. didn't want to let people in. They would think I was um, there was something wrong with me, and I was, you know, it was, it was a painful experience. And this was the height of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so what happened was um, I 
went to try to kill myself. I actually drank a fifth of Jack Daniels, took a bunch of pills and, um, and, and then passed out. Don't remember what happened. And, um, about four hours later, I wake up and rather than feeling like a crushing hangover or being dead, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt like a brand new person. And I felt really peaceful where all that anxiety had taken up space in my mind. It was like completely replaced with what happened. I don't, you know, I mean, I had to learn it later. Like it, it wasn't obvious, you know, but I was just like, something has clearly happened to me and I felt so good. Um, and just out of confusion, not, not having a Christian box for this, you know, not understanding Mm -hmm. any of the lingo, not speaking Christianese or anything like that. (laughs) You know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just joking. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I just woke up, felt so good that I went for a jog. Um, when I went for the jog, um, I, uh, I had, I started having an open vision. It was, I would li- I was living in San Diego at the time Yeah. and it, there's a beautiful park there, uh, Balboa park, which, yeah. you know, don't live your whole life without seeing it. It's amazing. Uh. Um, and so I was there and it's just one of the most beautiful mornings I've ever seen. There's like just, uh, this ethereal fog everywhere kind of going on and, and light coming through the cloud and some, some of this fog and it just looks so beautiful. And, um, and then I started seeing like, uh, what, you know, the Bible talks about as demons, like all over the place. And I'm like, well, you know, and I'm thinking I'm, you know, I'm an academic, I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm, I might have schizophrenia or something like there might be something really wrong with me, you know? And, um, and that, that made sense to me. Uh, but I realized, um, you know, a little bit into the open vision that it wasn't going away and that I could also turn it on and off. Like I could Ah. look at it, I could focus on it or I could focus right past it. And you were running, you were still running. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still jogging. I'm like definitely afraid, like feeling fear and like what is going on with me right now. And, you know, and all these other thoughts kind of coming about, um, you know, maybe this is like an onset of like schizophrenia or something's wrong with me. That would make the most sense compared to where I've been (laughs) now. Yeah. You know, um, alcohol, the, the pills, everything, all that would have made sense. But at the same time, I was I was sensing and feeling this peace that everything was going to be okay. So I just kept going and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep running. Maybe I'll feel better later. And this will all and whatever's happening will go away. It didn't go away. It just kept coming. And um, and I realized like it's like looking at a windshield, if I could describe it, like you can look at the road or you can look at the windshield and I could easily just flip it on and off like a switch. And so I decided running. Right. This is in the course of, you know, say a half hour. How long did you run that day? It was about, uh, it's probably about an hour. Okay. And that was not unusual for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a big park. Yeah. So, and um, I jogged through it. And as I'm jogging, these uh, these demon figures were just lining the horizon. Like, yeah. it seemed like they were looking at me. And, um, and so I just, um, I decided, all right, I'm going to just leave this on kind of in a way, but I'm just going to keep jogging. I keep jogging. I hear someone running up beside me and, um, I didn't think about it. I just figured it was a real person, whatever, no big deal. Um, and lots of people jog there. So, um, but it ended up being someone that I had read about, but didn't know very much about. It was, uh, Peter from the Bible, which I'm sure sounds very strange to people, (laughs) but, uh, he's a character in the Bible. Or no, no, (laughs) this is just, not not running this was actually peter alongside you 
Okay. Right. Yes. And so I'm, I'm jogging. He's in jogging clothes. Which ah, I'm, he's in jogging know. clothes. And the other thing, he's he didn't announce himself. Like mm. I knew who he was, just like like that. So this is an open vision. I don't know how these things work, but this is something that's going on. Yeah. Um, and um, he he begins to speak to me. He begins begins to calm me down. Um, there's a dialogue that took place there. Uh, some of it I forgot because, like I said, I don't have the Christian right. box to like right. that. I'm like trying to manage this stuff right. and write it all down and everything. So um, eventually he runs off and another character runs up, which is um, uh, sorry. Sorry. The first character was Paul. This is so weird. That OK, I just OK. That up. Paul. Uh, <laughs> Paul from the Bible. He actually wrote some of the Bible, in the, the New Testament. Yeah. And then there's uh, Peter who's, yeah. uh, who comes in next. He's running. He's jogging beside me. And uh, he ends up being really funny. And so he's he's like laughing with me and stuff and, and cracking dad jokes and just like normal everyday stuff. And yeah. I'm but I knew who he was. And um, and I'm just like and I hadn't laughed in a long time. I took myself very seriously. I, you know, I wore suits every day. You see me now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, so I just wasn't no, know, wait I wasn't a allowing wait a myself. Joshua. This yeah. is the day that you had tr attempted suicide, the fifth right. of Daniels and the pills, woke up refreshed after four hours and went for a run. That's the <laughs> That's same right. day, right? Yes. It okay, is, yeah. go ahead. So, so yeah, I'm still in that day and I'm, I'm having this experience. And, um, and so he made me laugh and that was the big deal. That was such a big deal. My face just hadn't <sighs> cracked in a long time, which is so sad. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah it is sad, but, yeah. And I, you know, but it's but very normal just, as well. I mean, I know, you a lot know, of and, people uh, don't so, laugh. Mm -hmm. And I feel for them, you know, I mean, yeah. life should at least have some joy in it. I mean, at you least know, we half have, of yeah. your life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> make it balanced. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, the hardness of life had really caught up with me. So, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that's a little different than some people, but like, yeah, a lot of people can relate to that as well. So, mm -hmm. And that, that was it. So that, that happened. And then I kept running, kept jogging. Still, I don't know what the what demons did they are. Do? They're still there. They just left, said goodbye and left one at a time. I mean, how did they, <laughs> so you know. They shared things with me that helped my and heart. And they just left. And, and well, Paul left. Peter wants to teach me how to kill these demons. Okay, <laughs> good, so good. Okay. And so, what did, what did he suggest? So he said, and this is, I remember the words because they were so unique. You just said, you know, um, it's like a video game, which yeah. I wasn't a big video game player yeah. or anything, but he said, just use your imagination and, and yes. kill them. You know? Yes, yes. And so I, I started with like a sword and I'm like hitting right, them right, and, right, right, um, right, right, and those right. kind of things. And they, yeah, yeah. they shatter and stuff. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like they look so menacing. And by yeah. the way, they had, they had closed in yeah, right yeah, at the appropriate yeah. time. I will, uh, I will stop you here and I'll yeah. share something that has happened oh, recently do. to me. Um, that was way back when, right? Well, how many years? 13 yeah. years ago about? If you're, a little, if I, yeah, okay, I'm maybe thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> no, no. But if you were twenty-seven, you're forty. Did you say? Forty-one. Um, Forty-one. Mm -hmm. So it's thirteen, fourteen years ago. That's Since it. COVID, there, I, I work with energy. I work with demons. I work with the mm -hmm. dark world. Right? right. Since COVID, we have had an onslaught, an onslaught of uh, alien attacks and throwing wow. all kinds of. If demons have are still there. But um, I'm part of a group of uh, 
like you say, like-minded individuals who right. uh, work with energy. And when you mm -hmm. say you, he taught you how to kill the demons, just like a video game, that's exactly what, what we did. I swear to you, there were eight oh, of us wow. and four of mm -hmm. the people with us had the job, you know, and this is all dictated from, from people like Peter and Paul, they tell you what to do. Wow. Uh, four yes. of us had to concentrate our energy and our spirit in, I won't go into it now because there were certain things we had to do, but the other mm -hmm. four literally started aiming at, you know, like a video game. And wow. since that day, and I have the proof on my body because I have been attacked. And I'm a woman, I'm a person who never lives with pain. I do not know pain, knock on wood, knock on anything. I, you know, wow, wow, I'm wow. not a spring chicken. I don't have any pain, nothing, nothing, That's right? Amazing. Amazing. When I get attacked, um, mm -hmm. I start with the feet, the toes, the fingers, the knees, what's going on. You know, my neck, when I wake up, all of a sudden, I know it's, uh, an attack I, I start and that had been building up and building up and building up then um, and we as a group of energy workers work with each other to clear each other but it was getting so heavy that we decided to well we were asked to do this type of I you know I could call it you know jokingly a powwow um, but it worked yeah. and since that day and I'm talking about maybe almost three weeks I had nothing, nothing. All of those little things have gone, except, you know, of course, if you have pain for uh, more than a month, two months, three months in a certain part of your body, you have some kind mm. of, some form of inflammation if it stays there. So you have to deal with that inflammation. But I tell you, it was, mm. it's hard to tell people about it. Not pe not many people understand and not people, not many people believe you, but I right. swear, when you started saying that it was full of demons, I was seeing demons. I know yeah. what they look like. And yeah. more than look, because I'm a clear audience, so I know what they sound like. I'm, I, my vision mm. is so bad <laughs> so that, that, you know, the, the sound is what, what I work with. And wow. um, so, so what I'm interested in knowing is that when you had first Paul and then Peter, and then he told you how mm -hmm. to, like a video game, get rid of the demons... Did that actually work for you with your sword and all of that? <laughs> well, I would. I was hopeful, and I felt like it was working because I kept uh, just hammering them out, and like uh, I tried a sword, so I, I tried guns. Um, yeah, in your mind, and, in your your intention. Right, yeah, it's all yeah. in my mind. Yeah, but I am actually still running, by the way, and <laughs> I'm, I'm jogging, Good for and you. I'm starting to make these motions with right? my hands Good. and yes. stuff like that. That's right. Yeah, you have to stay away. They have. Yeah. There are certain things you do have to even mouth it. You have to say, you know, you know, just you have yeah. to find I a mean, formula. I definitely, and I'm I'm just kind of engaged. I'm so engaged at this point that but it's do you just now? My reality. Can mm -hmm. you now see and know when there are negative entities around you? Um, frequently, I can. Yeah. I don't know why it comes and goes, but it, it does. Um, sometimes I can even see in the spirit. Um, I can, you know, and uh, it's just an interesting gift that I don't kind of understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, as far as being a Christian, I, I do understand that there's a lot of mysteries, you know, that yeah. we just 
and it's it's healthy i think to kind of give up like some of that and say well it's fine i don't have to be in control of everything you when know? you said like, um when you write that you're not a practicing christian that made me laugh uh, because <laughs> what do you exactly mean by that well i'm definitely uh, a practicing christian i think that like traditional christianity uh, where it's more about uh, showing up and, you know, and being a part of a certain group and acting a certain way. To me, that can be as just as dangerous as any other form of mask that people yeah. are hiding that people do in any other place. So yeah. um, I definitely don't condone that. And mm-hmm. I do feel like um, there's a real relationship with with God that's available. So that's kind of my take on it. I am mm-hmm. definitely a, a Christian uh you know, in my own perception and, and wouldn't want to let anybody lead anybody a different way right. when, they, when it came to mind. But, um, but, you know, I've just had these experiences that brought me into faith. So I'm not working with someone else's faith right. or someone else's, like my pastor's like idea mm-hmm. of what it should be. Like they're helpful and I'll learn from them. I'm yeah. not offended by what they're saying. Um, but I, but I also have have had my own experiences, which I think is actually really helpful. I mean, if we're just always trying to live off of someone else's uh, ideas of what the spirit is like Mm -hmm. and things like that, then it's just hard for us to maintain um, the kind of stability that we need when it comes to the world. Like you're saying, we live in a real world that has a spiritual unseen realm. Of course, uh, and it's very powerful. Yeah. And it's powerful and it's affecting our lives. I mean, it has everything to do with COVID, like you mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel, I mean, I actually went through COVID myself and I mean, mm. it was such a spiritual battle, oh, you know, wow. and I, I just, I, there was so much noise in my head. That's kind oh of one God. of the, the ways that it comes to me. Yes. And, yes. Um, and I got suicidal, which I haven't been Again. in a long time. So. Again, yeah. during COVID. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. During let, COVID. Me, let me ask you, because... Um, and I don't want to interrupt you, but no problem. when you, we did, you did mention demons and you saw them very clearly and then hashing and cl- trying to get rid of them. But there was also, right. um, I mean, I'm talking from the position of someone who believes and, and understands that black mm-hmm. and white exist for a reason and it brings balance. And so where there are mm-hmm. demons or devils or however you want to call them, negative entities, there are light beings and they coexist and you need to embrace yeah. both of those sides. In this mm-hmm. case, um, having said that, there is the other side of the spectrum, uh, Joshua, where mm-hmm. not only do the demons, but Peter, Paul came to you, right? Have you right. had since then um, visitations or messages um, direct, you know, because you talk about how to hear from God. Uh, right. And what, what well, is that about? So from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. uh, we, as new covenant believers, we should all no, be wait, able to wait, hear wait. from God. When you say new covenant, mm-hmm. let, because there's so many different members of oh, the yeah, audience absolutely. that are from everywhere. When you mean awesome. already Christian in itself is a difficult concept, mm-hmm. but new covenant, so what does that uh, mean exactly? So the old covenant is uh, is the Bible. The Bible was written. It's very legalistic perspective. It's mm-hmm. um, and Christians use it a lot as well. Um, but it is uh, very much like the conviction, the the finding in yourself of of 
wrongdoing, of yes. sin, of faults. Right. Um, and so that's the old covenant. That's what it was there for. Yes. It, they call it legalism. They call mm-hmm. it religion, all those kind of things. The new covenant is actually the conviction or the finding of righteousness. Like mm. it's supposed to like where you actually look inside yourself and you see uh, good and those kind of things. And you're supposed to actually, you know, like understand that that by uncovering mm-hmm. that stuff, then you become more and more like uh, the son, Jesus Christ. You know? mm-hmm. So that that's the new covenant is this revealing of, uh, of your truth, like your, yourself, you're a new creation too. Right. So it's, some of it can sound very confusing, but it comes down to this idea that, um, that basically we're being saved and, mm-hmm. and brought out of, yeah. uh, out of darkness. I have, um, a little bit of issue with the word righteousness uh, mm-hmm. because it's in language, in linguistic terms, do. righteousness is a precursor, precursor of fanaticism. And mm-hmm. um, is there a fine line there? I mean, what do you exactly mean when you say righteousness? Well, it's such a great question. I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, really, uh, and a lot of Christians get this confused as well. So it's not just like, you know, us against them kind of mm-hmm. s- situations. Um, and it's not just defi- defining a word. Yeah. I mean, so the new covenant, at least from my perspective and what I've experienced, remember this is an experiential right, right, right. Um, idea. So um, is that it was a gift from God. So uh-huh. it's his righteousness. So uh-huh. we need God in our lives because He's providing this to us. Mm-hmm. He's giving it to us. And that's part of the, the idea that we're new creation. So we're not alone. We're not detached from him. We're actually sons and daughters. Um, mm. He is not a many heavenly people, father. Not many people mm. know that or speak in those terms, know. you know, and it's because it, it, let, it lends itself this righteousness because it's from the right, you know, and uh, it lends itself yeah. to a, a myriad of uh, mis construed ideas that's why i like to pinpoint it and um but it comes up it comes up in scripture often and it comes up in talk all the time um Mm -hmm. coming back to the message from god and how uh how to hear from god when you you say that even in the COVID period again you had these um these impulses toward um, suicide. You became suicidal, and it hadn't happened in a long time. Um, Had, was there a moment here, instead of Peter and Paul jogging next to you, was there some form of message that came to you to help you through that? Yes, I mean, so uh, so these demons that just keep coming. I'm killing them, yeah. and it's fun. I'm having a good time. They keep coming, and I'm like, yeah. wow, there's so many of there's these. There's so things. many <laughs> of them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm just stopped. overwhelmed. Yeah. That's the problem. And so, and so what, what happens is um, in, the vi- in the open vision, Jesus becomes running up to me. Unlike Peter and Paul, he is wearing a robe, and he, but he's yeah. still jogging. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the traditional Jesus that I would have seen pictures Imagine, of and everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but except for I'm looking, and I see his eyes, and I, I capture you know just the glance of his eyes. And, and uh, there was something there that I just didn't expect at all, which was kindness. And um, I mean, you've seen kind kindness in eyes before, but there was such a deep level of kindness, which meant that he wasn't like focused on everything. That, he wasn't focused on all the faults that I had. He was focused on me being someone that uh, was valuable yeah. to him. And and I, that shocked me. I mean, it was not what I had, had seen with 
you know, Christian faiths and things like the faiths and things like that. It was, um, it was like, Oh, I don't know you at all. I I've never actually, I've never heard that you were personal. I never thought that you would be available. Mm -hmm. And even if this is some kind of schizophrenic episode, I am absolutely in love (laughs) with this idea. Like teach me more, tell me more. And, um, and then, so, so Jesus speaks to me and he says, Josh, I can take it from here. He used my first name instead of Joshua. He said, Josh, which mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that meant so much to me. Yeah. It was like he knew me. More he was personal. very <laughs> casual and those kind of things. And so I was just stunned like, wait, aren't, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, no, you need to act a certain way and you have to be very up, much away from me. You know I mean? <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. And, um, and he would just wasn't doing that. So uh, so he says, I can take it from here. And because I don't have a Christian box for this and don't really understand that Jesus needs to take it for me or anything like that, mm-hmm. any of those ideas that exist in Christianity, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do it like a kind of a false humility. Yeah. Thing. No, it's OK. I, I can take care of it, you know. And uh, Jesus is like and then I see him run over a hill uh, that was actually physically there. He mm-hmm. runs over this hill. There's a dragon on the other side. I mean, this is a crazy vision at this point. I'm like, look, there's an actual dragon I'm looking at. I mean, just something that I didn't feel like I could make up in my imagination. There's like multiple heads. And um, turns out that's also a biblical idea. There's a there's a multi multi head dragon that I didn't know about um, in the Bible. And um, so it has to do with Satan in the Bible. But um, so I'm so I'm jogging and Jesus goes, takes care of that. And I'm still feeling overwhelmed. And I'm like, and then I remembered in my mind, I just remembered the flood that mm-hmm. Noah had for some reason. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, well, what is that? 40 Makes nights, sense. 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all that, that uh, children's Bible story. And I'm like, okay, well, um, if you can flood, can you f- kill all these things? And I, and I <laughs> started rid of talking them to God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you just flood this area and <laughs> just kill all of these things spiritually? I mean, you don't have to kill any persons or anything. I would just rather they all go away. And sure enough, I look down um, and there's these violent pools of water in the valleys where I'm running and um, and Balboa Park's up and down all over the place. So that's got these little values. Mm-hmm. These violent pools are stirring like at the bottom of these and they start coming up real fast. And it looks so real. And I'm so engaged in this thing that as it comes up toward, towards me, it, it like shoots up over me and I have to hold my breath. You know, yeah, you're going <laughs> underwater way up into the air. And so I was just like, um, but I felt it, you know, and then I, and then I took another breath and I realized I could breathe and I was still, there was still like these multiple realities, like on top of each other. And, um, so I was like, but all I look up into the sky and that, that water's still shooting up into the sky Mm -hmm. and there's all these demons floating up. And, um, and then I realized later on, um, that I had had this moment, which, Uh, I mean, you you may be able to understand I had this moment when my brother committed suicide and like kind of in a Hollywood kind of emotional outburst or whatever, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I'm being taught and and grown up by by Hollywood movies and stuff like that. I kind of had this moment where I was like, any demons that that are out there that were torturing my brother, why don't you come to me? You know, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. um, I'll take care of you. Yeah. Right. I'll take care. I don't want you going out into the into, into the world or anything like that. And and, um, and that was a sweet idea. But I think they really did honor that. And they came into my life 
that was this demonic presence. Mm -hmm. And it all began to make sense later on. It was not something that I understood that moment. I still had to go back to work. You know, I mean, there was just so many things that, it was, you know, it's not this like uh, this movie where everything makes sense right away. I just kind of had to I had to put it to the side. I didn't even know yeah. enough to know that I should probably write it down. Yes. And, yes. I was you know, going to say like that. that. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just kind of walked away from it. And um, so, but later on I, I realized like, oh, this is, this is probably what I, I needed so that I could break free from some of the, the, the noise, the noise. That was really killing me in my life. It was just taking every joy away from me and really uh, putting so much pressure on me. And later on, I did become a Christian very traditionally, kind of in a Hispanic church, you know, <laughs> because I was in San Diego, California. Right. I'm the one white guy there. And like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just want one. And they just happened to the day that I, I got there, which was a long story I won't get into, but the day that I got there, they, they talked about a relationship with Jesus. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? A relationship with Jesus? This is the first, I, the, I just had this experience and now uh -huh. I'm hearing that this is a reality. Yeah. And um, when they said that, I was like, oh, I need that. And I, I remember dramatically grabbing, here I'm an introvert, I, I grabbed the, the speaker by the, by the shoulders <laughs> and I'm like, I need one of those, you know, after the service and stuff. Yeah. And it was just comical, yeah. but, um, you know, I'm like, and he laughed, he actually laughed cause he, he, he knew why <laughs> I was there. I didn't know why I was there. I thought I was going to know if he was a good speaker or not, but mm -hmm. it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, but say, all right. So, um, mm -hmm. let's say you have, have you left that work, um, environment that you had with the suit and all of that, or you do still have that job? I mostly work with Christians now, okay. but I love organizations. Okay, I so love so culture. what do you do? How do you work with Christians when you say work with Christians? What what do you do when you get up? How is your week? What does your day look like? <laughs> no, I mean you know it's important yeah. to know. Mm -hmm. I'm an administrator at uh, a church. Now this is a long story, but basically, yeah, my wife and I we um, we felt called um, to come to Selma, Alabama. Selma, Alabama. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, the word called just like our relationship with the Lord. It's, he made things, he gave us peace. And when it came to the idea where we didn't have peace with anything else. How did you meet your so wife? We went after peace. Um, I met her. I was leading worship at a, at a church and, you know, kind of one of those stories. But mm -hmm. yes, uh, she came in and she was everything I needed <laughs> in life. <you> know? <laughs> one of those, okay. those uh, um, she's, she's amazing. And um but yeah, so we, uh, you know, we've been married for 12 years now. So mm -hmm. um, just, but so we've learned this process. And for us, you know, we follow our peace when we pray and those kind of things. We we ask God, hey, what do you want us to do? And during COVID, it was really confusing. Oh, like a lot of things were shutting down. God, it was so difficult, and, so difficult. It still is. It still is difficult. It, yeah, but it's it is. It's a different it is, kind and, uh, of difficult now. Mm. Mm. And so we, we, we moved to Selma to help a judge who uh, his heart is for the city. It, I, if you know anything about Selma, there's a lot of civil rights and stuff, uh -huh, yes, history there. Yes. It's, uh, it's a beautiful uh, history. I mean, you know, Martin Luther King, uh, there's just been so many beautiful things that have happened there. Mm -hmm. uh, voting rights is the big mm -hmm. uh, historical thing. But uh, this judge um, had come in to his judgeship there in Selma, Alabama to to uh to kind of change the culture and help like uh you know uh with 
segregation and everything mm -hmm. else. And that was his heart. And we were like, oh, I'd love to follow someone like that. God, is this what you want us to do? And, um, and then that piece came. And, and so that's what moved us there. Mm -hmm. And it felt crazy. But I mean, it's been really good to us. Like, it's, it's really been an interesting thing. And you um, took, took on a church, you administer mm -hmm. a church there that's what ended up happening yeah. um so i came and i was just helping them uh with a little organizational structure and um and with uh, websites and also uh, something that i love to do which is like inner healing um which i help people yeah. if they're experiencing voices and when, or they've got when anxiety you, and this is important if you don't mind spending a few minutes talking about this how oh, yeah. do you typically explain what a person says to you when they come to you what is their issue? Right. Well, it's a spiritual issue. So I'm, mm -hmm. uh, you know, give us an example of like, any kind. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, people might be uh, dealing. Well, so I do different types so that mm -hmm. like we focus on finances or something like sure. that. So maybe the voice of finances, let's say voice, because okay. it makes a lot of sense. Sure, Honestly, sure, it's accurate. Sure. Um, the voice of money is so loud in their life that they yeah. just can't. Um, they can't hear anything else and they're, they're panicky and they're kind of, uh, frustrated that they can't do enough to get through then, yeah. um, then, it, then it's important for me, especially if they're a Christian, um, to help them hear from God because yeah. God's voice should be louder than money. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have more resources. He's going to be more, uh, friendly than a yeah. lot of them think and all that kind of stuff. And he's actually sure. going to have an opinion about what they do with their money, which is even surprising to a lot of Christians like that. Yeah. And when they experience it, there's no going back, which is why I love it so much. It's like, oh, you now that you've had this experience, you have a solid foundation. Like it's not your pastor's faith. It's not your parents' faith. It's your faith. And mm -hmm. uh, so to me, that's really important. That is an amazing, amazingly important part of the Christian faith that is often overlooked. And so that's what our organization even exists to do. We want to do that not just for individuals, but even for organizations. Organizations mm -hmm. can have a culture of peace. They can have a culture of kindness. They can mm -hmm. have a culture of, of goodwill and they can do good things um, and they can do it without, uh, you know, necessarily just being nothing. They don't have to like exclude themselves from the world to be good. Like, um, but you know, they need, they need to be able to, uh, know that they had this connection to God and there is a spiritual reality. And, um, it's not all about being, um, you know, separated from everyone and exclusive or anything like that. It's, yeah. a, it's about uh, engaging with, with this generous, actually happy God, this new covenant God, mm -hmm. who's not dissatisfied with everyone. That's not mm -hmm, a fault mm -hmm. finder. He's actually looking uh, for Joshua, them. Has, um, mm -hmm. has anyone ever come to you and tell you, I have seen what I believe is God or Jesus or any of, you know, Peter, Paul or whatever. Um, has anyone done that in your experience? Yes, I mean, um, so uh, like in meditation, this yes. is Christian meditation is a thing. It's not a, it's not odd or well, what anything. Is it it's different? Been around... How different is it in, with respect to meditation in the broad Eastern sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some differences, like we don't focus on poses or, right. um, not that those are bad, uh, you know, I don't, I'm, you know, it's not a statement against anything. Right, that I'm right, right. This, sure. But, it's a distinction. Um, but mm -hmm. we, 
a distinction. Yeah, it, we, we don't focus on poses and, um, and it's more about filling yourself up with God than emptying yourself out. And there's reasons for that. There's like scriptural reasons and those kind of things. Um, uh, like for uh, the Christian connection to God is everything. So it's, it's, there's no division. There's, there's no, um, but the certain things do create those divisions, which is, which I address like, mm-hmm. um, so unforgiveness. Typically would kind of these things. sessions, um, occur mm-hmm. in a group meeting? They can. And yeah. especially if it's organizationally focused, mm-hmm. Um, then it's it's best that uh, uh, you know everybody, all the leaders of the organization, or at least you know the senior leaders, will get into a room, be and, there, and mm-hmm. um, and think about what their business or what they're mm-hmm. doing. They're usually a Christian business of some sort. Will have to what is what is its purpose? Yeah. So purpose is everything in the Bible. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. There's scriptures on that. Uh, God is speaking to us. He's and he's speaking to us about our purpose. And so if we're listening for that kind of stuff. Now, this is, um, Mm -hmm. I'm stopping you because um, I work with a lot of people, and um, I always say this because it's true. Before COVID, people used to come to me and ask about love. Where can I find love? What, why aren't, why aren't, why are we breaking up? Why, you know? And after Mm -hmm. COVID, the main uh, question was, what is my purpose? What, what is it? Wow. it? It was complete disorientation. And this was very big. It's challenging. It's a big challenge. It so is. when you get this group um, of, uh, what could we call them, uh, business-oriented people in a room and you talk of purpose, what is mm-hmm. the conversation like? What do they actually say? Right. Well, it, you know, if there is a CEO, it's kind of convenient because we will, yeah. I can lead them in a meditation that can help them speak to the Lord. Like it's, uh, it, it sounds super strange or no. maybe it doesn't, but like, um, but it is very important that they get confirmed on the things that they are doing well and are doing right. And if they need to make adjustments, they do. Uh, if, if someone's like we, the, the concept, of inner healing has to do with um, basically that we're in this world that's fallen. Yeah. Our authority was given over um, to uh, in the Bible. Oh, it looks like I'm frozen. Okay, if we've unfrozen I'm Joshua, I'm there sorry, you it go. Looks like I'm Go frozen ahead. For some reason, um, go ahead. Go, oh, you're on. You're fine. It's a little slow, but I can I'm hear still you. There. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Hang on. Zoom. There you go. We've unfrozen Joshua. Are you with us? Yes. Okay. So we're we're with the CEO and we're mm-hmm. asking what works, what doesn't work, what do they do? They actually talk about their work. Is this uh, mm-hmm. this is the interesting part about about it because we're putting the notion mm-hmm. of spirituality in everyday. Yes. Now tell us. This is this is what I try to explain breasts but yeah. apparently it's very difficult go ahead it, i do agree it is it is difficult to bridge this gap of understanding that the spiritual is very connected to the practical day to day realities that we face especially our work um, it's not an accident that we have uh that we're in the position that we're in it's not an accident that we have whatever we're, we've got going on but we need to know that like and there is a way and uh, to me, you know, it's convenient that our that as a son you can hear, or as a daughter you can hear from a father. Mm-hmm. That position, 
that that understanding is a mindset that you're sitting in. And, uh, you know, if you believe it, then you you begin to play around with the idea. So a lot of times people, if it's their first time hearing from God, then they'll be like, well, I think this is what I heard. Right. And then I'm there to help them say, well, OK, well, if you don't understand it, then let's ask some more questions and see if there's any more information that comes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and, let's say mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about their work. Let's transpose this meeting, right. get rid of those people, put in other people who work in a restaurant. The cook, the you know, the, the manager, the cashier, the waiters, waitresses, mm-hmm. and they're all there. Uh, the the company owner decided that we need some kind of a powwow, and there was <laughs> word of mouth, and they heard about you, so they come to you for help because some of the people are arguing with each other. A lot of people are not producing. A lot of people are have lost interest in their work. So. If we can understand in a nutshell what occurs when something mm-hmm. like them come to you, yeah. well, everybody is valuable um, from my my uh, experience. Like, if I'm valuable, then you're valuable, and so is everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like God made a distinction. Like, hey, you're my son, and you're the only one I've been looking for. Yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It was like, hey, I see good in you. And he convicted me of like this righteousness and he started to allow me to experience it. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, in a real practical sense in this restaurant, right. I would, I would take them to have them do strengths based, um, you know, testing assessments or something like that, because I what wanted does that to know mean? what kind of, what does that mean? I don't, oh, don't yeah. understand. Uh, uh, so there's something, there's a test called Strengths Finder. It's an assessment, actually. Okay. And you go through and you answer questions. It's very uh, secularly accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of had a, a real, uh, you know, height a few years back, but I mm-hmm. still use it because it's beautiful. So it's kind of like the introvert, extrovert So um, people idea. assessing their own skills and exactly. okay, personalities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to know if they can spend enough time thinking about what's right with them, then I can start to talk to them about how that can play into their teamwork. Okay. Um, and so that is a, a very secular approach, um, which mm-hmm. I don't always take because I like to talk about the spiritual right. aspects, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it, just from a, a secular approach, you know, where, um, you know, then I'm going to talk to them about strength building and mm-hmm. then I'm going to talk to them about a culture of generosity okay. and how, how they can, how they can give their strength to each other. Um, and, um, in doing that, they're, they're creating a good economy that mm-hmm. will actually bring, uh, okay, forth so this like, is well, magical what you're doing. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is blending the spiritual with the economic, you know, and, and, yeah. um, family sense and community sense. It's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, I know yeah. we've only touched the surface. <laughs> I mean, um, we could definitely go on and on, and I hope in the future you will come back. I'll come come knocking on your door again, and you're going to awesome. have to say yes, so. yes. <laughs> in the new year. <laughs> the new year, we'll continue this, and uh, we'll see if we can start understanding this kind of culture of kindness and gratitude and strengths yes. that mm-hmm. we could offer other people, even in just yeah. our living environment and our working environment. Boy, that was interesting, Joshua. Thank you so, so so much. I appreciated it. Yes, I I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. It's really Well, I'm just going to say goodbye, but in Italian, we say arrivederci. Mina, we'll see you (laughs) again, okay? (laughs) Bye-bye. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. (laughs) 